Jay, I have a question for you. Go ahead, ask. It's a holiday. Why are we at work? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Today we celebrate the life, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by being here. <laughs> I want to say, though, I like working the holidays because all of upper management, everybody's Nobody's gone. here. It's just us. It's just easy to get in and get stuff done. Right. But I do love, and if our boss listens to this, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, <laughs> but... He said on Friday, he asked me, like, oh, are you going to come in on Monday? And and I said, well, you know, it doesn't really matter to me either way. And he's like, well, why don't you just come in real quick and get these things done? And I'm like, okay, if it's a day off, I am not coming in. If I do show up in the building, it doesn't count as a day off. It absolutely does not. <laughs> For the record, just so we're clear. But that also shows our commitment and our dedication to this fine podcast that we have created. Hi, welcome to Reality Bites. It's Megan and Jay. Before we jump into the weekend, okay, the correction police. Oh, boy pointed out that we made an error on last week's episode. I like it when they do that, though. Uh, me too, because sometimes when I'm watching 90 Day Fiance, I'm so wine drunk that I miss a lot of the details. And then I have to go back because what happens is I start with one glass of wine, but the show's two hours long. It does. So at yeah. the end of the two hours, I am often highly intoxicated and I'm tweeting the whole time. So I miss a lot of stuff during some of the episodes. Apparently on last week's episode, we said that Marcel is an only child and it was brought to my attention that Marcel has a sister, so he is not an only child. Oh, okay. Well, then he's even a worse person than I thought. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend, Jay? It was good. It was good. I'm um, starting to learn how to play Overwatch. So, what is that? A video game? Yes, a video game. My six year old plays it. Probably not kid appropriate. Is it like one of those kind of like Fortnite shooter? Yeah, it's kind of like Fortnite. Oh my! Right. So, <laughs> father daughter day. Gamer dad. Yeah, I what, dig it. How about you? I had a dog who started projectile vomiting oh on gosh. Saturday. She threw up on my bed. Oof. Yeah, so I was like stripping all the sheets off the bed. And it was my bed. I shouldn't have put her in the bed. I knew she was sick, but I thought she had like gotten it all out of her system. Is this the golden retriever? Or? No, my oh. like 14-year-old rescue who has been having some problems recently. And so she's a smaller dog though, right? She, yeah, she's smaller, okay. but do not let that... Oh, don't. don't. That does not mean that there was not a lot of... <laughs> fluids flying everywhere it's bit it was a weekend it was a weekend but 90 day fiance was on last night so all is right in the world last night's episode of 90 day fiance listen the only couple we didn't hear from were anna and marcel they were not on last night's episode other than that like all the couples were covered which is a lot of ground to cover in two hours it is so let's start with your best friend jasmine oh yeah who team you, jasmine who you are very still team jasmine i am so blake and jasmine who who live in LA are supposed to go out for Everett's birthday. That's Blake's friend, right. which includes a pre-party, going to bars, lots of alcohol. And here we have Jasmine, who doesn't drink, who has made it very known that she doesn't like to be out in loud bars, and that's just not her scene. Absolutely. And so Blake shows up at the apartment that she is living in with his parents to pick her up so that they can go out for Everett's birthday. And from the get-go, I was like, okay, here we go. Another thing that Jasmine doesn't want to go do do so why was the plan for her to go all along like i don't understand why in that case he didn't just go hey it's my friend's birthday you're welcome to come if you want to but if you want to make plans with your sister i totally understand i know it's not your scene and then he could have just gone out with his friend so usually i'm always team jasmine on these situations this time i'm actually a little bit just only a little bit team blake on this because i do understand that because it's still early in both kind of their relationship here in the states and with her meeting his friends he would like to kind of at least get her a little more acclimated 
good. And I feel like she could do him that solid of being like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm well, not going to. Why don't I come to dinner with you guys? I'll right. come to dinner right. and then I'll go hang out with my sister. And then I'll go hang out with my sister. Right. I think she should have done something like that. And so I understand that because when me and my wife started dating, like there's a lot of places where I had like work events and you know how work is and it can kind of get kind of weird. Ugh, and she would come. Right. And she would come <laughs> to him, you know, because. Primarily, don't date a bouncer at a bar. Oh like I had to learn that one the hard way, especially when things go south and then you still have to show up there to do work events. Oh my gosh. Awful. That is awful. awful. So yeah, so you know, I'd invite my wife out and I knew that she didn't really want to hang out with like my coworkers and stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah, she would come out just to kind of do mess out. And then now that we've been together for a long time, now it's kind of like if I have a work event where there's going to be coworkers and she doesn't really want to hang out with my crowd, she's just kind of like, ah, oh, no, that's okay. You go ahead by yourself. And it's okay. Yeah. Because we've had that kind of time to establish it. So I feel like she could have been a little more like, okay. They could have come up with a much better plan right. as opposed to she was supposed to go with them for the whole night. And then she said, well, why don't we just go have dinner first, just the two of us so that we can spend some time together. And they go to this restaurant and he orders alcohol, like an alcoholic beverage. And instantly she's like, well, you know what that means. What did you get? A wine slushy. Well, you know what happened when, when you drink? What? There's no kissing. Oh my God. I don't kiss you alcoholic. It's oh my God. Because I can like smell it in your breath and I can like taste oh, it in your lips. Like disgusting. That to me is a little overdramatic. Like, it was a little much. I mean, I understand that she doesn't really particularly care for someone who likes to, you know, drink and party. In and all excess, that. sure. Understandable, but come on, it was one drink. It looked like a frou-frou kind of fruity drink. Like, And then he ordered a second one. And that's where things started to turn a little bit because the tension you could already feel was building. She didn't want to go. He was a little annoyed that they were sitting there having dinner, just the two of them, when he was supposed to be with his friends and he knows it doesn't look good. Now he's going to have to explain to his friends why they had to go have dinner by themselves before meeting up with everyone. Long story short, they get into their first kind of argument. Right. Which, you're right. The thing about him that's so odd is like when he's clearly agitated, he puts this big smile on. Well, you also saw it progress as he drank. Like as he kind of got a little more, the liquid courage in him, that's when he really started going after. And I, I have to say, if he were to call me stupid you one know, more time. Very wrong choice of words. He's yeah. like, yes, yeah, stupid. That's why we're doing it. You're like, supposed to come with me, stupid. Oh and I'd be my like, gosh. Um, hmm. So ultimately, she says, I'm not going. I'm going to go to my sister's house. And she's like, you're you're ruining my mood. Which I, you never tell what mood she's in. I mean, you have no idea what type of mood she's feeling. Anyway, she goes over to her sister's house. And her sister is kind of the voice of reason. Her sister's the one who's like, yeah, but you have to be a little bit more accommodating. Right. You really have to make more of an effort. The things that he wants to do. And spend a little bit of time with his friends. And she has maintained a very hard line that like she doesn't care about his parents. She doesn't care about his friends. She cares about her sister she cares about blake and that's it i was gonna say she's been you know it said uh 28 days so they've actually moved through a lot of time 28 days till the wedding and so she spent two months at his mom's house which feels super awkward i can't imagine being alone with your in-law for two months and he's just coming to pick you up like every once in a while why doesn't she stay with the sister with the sister well and even i thought it was strange when the sister was like do you want to stay here tonight and she's like yeah if i can right what is the what am i missing about the sister's living arrangement and 
also, that was a nice apartment. I know. So what does the sister do? Like, like how you, does the sister afford that? You've seen Blake's apartment for his mom and his stepdad and Blake all living there. The funds they come up with to get their apartment and the sister's apartment, who I, I'm assuming she might live by herself. It, it definitely appeared like it was a one bedroom apartment. And an apartment with a doorbell, which is really nice. And indoor, like usually they have like and the like, knockers and you stuff. You could just tell it was a newer place. Yeah. It had a French door, stainless steel refrigerator, and they live in one of the most expensive, expensive parts yes. of the country. So I have I, this show. I have so many questions about the finances of the people on this show. They really should have like a, a spinoff, like deep dive, like ninety a day breakdown, ninety day fiance deep dive, where because some of the siblings and other characters, side characters, who we're going to talk about, I'm sure they're so interesting. You want to know so much about them. I have so many questions. Speaking of finances and how people are affording things, let's move on to Emily and Sasha. Oh boy. So Emily and Sasha have left Russia, gone to South Bend, Indiana, to stay with Emily's sister, have overstayed their welcome. Things have gotten tense between Emily's sister, Betsy, and Sasha. Now, all of a sudden, like I said on the last episode, watch, we're going to pick up and they're just going to be in Portland and we're going to have no idea how they got there or how they paid for these plane tickets. And they're in Portland. Sure enough, they're in Portland. And they're and instead of like relocating to Portland, they're, they're just visiting. there visiting. So they bought round trip tickets from Indiana to Portland back to Indiana as we're going to find out as the episode progresses. They're in Portland. They both agree they like that area. They start talking about getting married as soon as possible because we're running through our savings and Sasha has to get to work, which okay, it might be a lot cheaper to live in Russia, but he was a personal trainer and she was teaching English. They can't have saved all that much money, especially with having a baby. Right. And like you said, when you watch the beginning of the episode, like you don't know that they're not just in Portland like to stay. So to find out that, oh, it's just a little trip and we're going to take another trip later right. on in the episode. Sure. So they leave Portland. They return to <laughs> South Bend, Indiana. They go back to Betsy's house and then they reveal that they're going back to Portland to get married on the Oregon coast because they're running out of money so they got to hurry up and do it <laughs> so all these like who is paying for these plane tickets like I cannot so next thing you know Emily and Sasha are back in Indiana Emily and her sister are wedding dress shopping another scene that was almost like hard to watch mm -hmm. because they were just Betsy makes even makes the comment like I think you got the right dress but I I don't know if you have the right, right. room. Yep. And the poor lady in the dress shop is like... The friction was intense. I felt like it was a little overwhelming. And they were both so sweet, so it was really odd to see that much friction that was transpiring. This, was it Greta? Wasn't it Greta's, Greta's dress? Get me out of here. Like she was, very, she was very uncomfortable. And here we are, Emily, wedding dress shopping, having a destination wedding, but also then turning around and talking about how they have no money. So another couple who appears to have money somehow even though we have no idea how uh tanya and sinjin oh my gosh like just when i think oh maybe i can support tanya a little bit ah she she does her tanya stuff and it's like ooh. it's so shocking and like i don't even know why i'm so shocked by the things that she says and does at this point but she has returned from costa rica she and sinjin get in a fight when they're leaving new york city and they're heading back to connecticut talking about their future and what they're gonna do and how they're gonna make money and earn income mind you he can't work until they get married right and we still have no idea what their wedding plans are because they haven't talked about their wedding plans at all so they are back in connecticut and hopefully 
this astrological chart reader donated her services because getting your chart read by like one of those astrology people is like a couple hundred bucks. Have you ever had like a astrologist or gone to like a fortune teller? Okay. So there was a lady that I used to work with when I lived in Seattle and she read charts. Yes, I have had my astrological actual chart read where you have to know the exact time you were born Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And I find it interesting, but I certainly don't plan my day around what the chart says you know what i mean like i think it's I, if, I think there's an element to it where sometimes if you read your horoscope for the day you're like huh that that kind of sounds like me sure why not yeah, it all sounds very but, general so in college i took an uh, astronomy class not mm-hmm. astrology and there's actually 13 signs but we go by the 12 which means everybody's sign is basically off and so i don't believe any of it oh jay the non-believer better not let tanya and Sinjin hear you say that. Anyways, <laughs> this astrologer is asking them a bunch of questions to find out whether or not they are compatible. Their birth charts are compatible, which to me seems like the least of their worries right now. <laughs> and everything's going fine until the topic of soulmates comes up. The soul brings you two together, yeah. but it is the personality that keeps you two together. Mm. Would you say that this relationship or that you feel you could call this relationship a soulmate type of relationship? I, I definitely feel that. I wasn't always very big into believing in past lives, but our connection is so vivid. It's like I had to have met you somewhere, you know? Um, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think I have that full soulmate feeling. Hmm. And what are you really feeling, you know? Like, I don't know. Babe, I love you. I love you so much. And I just, I don't know. Like, I've had that strong connection with you that I feel like we've been together in the past. And some, we don't, I don't know how. You could have been, for all I know, you could have been my best friend. You could have been my brother. Like, you know, like our souls have probably met. But, but that deep sense of just knowing that, like, your souls are meant to be. And I just, I don't know if our souls are, like, meant to be. I know, like, I feel that, like, we're meant to be now. And I feel like you're meant to be the, like the father of my children. There's but, something I, you've I been feel, hiding away. No, not even hiding. It's something I've wanted to tell you, but I just feel I just knew you'd you get wanted really to tell hurt. me that I'm not really your soulmate. I don't know. I love you. I love you so much, and I feel like anything I say will really hurt you, and I just don't ever want to say it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've met my soulmate. Like I feel like my first love was my soulmate. You don't say that to your fiance. <laughs> Next thing you know, Sinjin is back in the shed. <laughs> He was super upset, and I don't blame him. And then she was shocked that he was hurt. She really was. Like, that was actually the one moment where she actually looked like she kind of felt some empathy or sympathy toward him. Like, like oh, my oh, gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't, I don't, I didn't mean to upset you like that. Was right. like, well, it's a little too late now. The big question is, will this do any permanent damage to the future of their relationship? Is this going to change anything? Or are they going to soldier on in their 90-day quest to becoming husband and wife? Uh, moving on to Robert and Annie who made a return last night. Uh, and, and Robert's sister. Robin. Robin. So they go and they, they're going to meet Robert's brother Kenny who has seven children. Oh my gosh. Like if you didn't think Robert's five kids was enough here comes Kenny with his seven. Like between the two of them they have 12 kids. Like that's insane. Now the one thing that we don't quite get to see with Robert and Annie are all the good times that they are apparently having together. The show is really focusing on the con 
conflict. And every time we check in with them, it's the same. He's calling her selfish. She called him a liar and cheap. Exactly. So they're sitting at this, it's like a brewery. And Robin, who is clearly very pro-Annie, team Annie, is defending her. And Robert is not. And that's where I, if I were Annie, I would have walked out too. Because you've got Kenny being very kind of hypercritical, very suspicious of her, being borderline rude and disrespectful. Yeah, and, and it was like, really early on too. Kenny, like she was, Annie was very nice to him. And she was very kind of like, oh yes, I love him. And I plan on being with him forever. Obviously. I don't know the future and as long as he loves me I'm gonna love him and everything should be fine and Kenny was very kind of standoffish about well I don't know I don't know you I don't know if I can be nice to you I'm gonna give you these looks I'm because like insinuating that she was a street walker oh and gosh. listen this girl is not a gold digger a gold digger is not with someone like Robert can we just be clear about that like if she were a gold digger she would be with someone like Michael right but I do like Robert's definition of being cheap well, cheap Cheap. I'm not cheap. Nobody's cheap. Why am I being called cheap? Cheap is a person who have a lot and don't want to give at all. I do as much as I can, so I don't think that's being cheap. But you know, I'm broke, basically. <laughs> I don't have any money and I need yeah. to stretch it. So I did like that. But I did also feel like Robin was kind of put in an awkward position because she does seem very pro-Annie. And I felt like she did want to, like, when Annie stepped away from the whole situation, I felt like she did want to kind of go after her a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, her brothers are there. And she- Annie, I think what she's realizing is that the way she's being portrayed is not exactly what's really happening there. Right. I don't think if he had told her up front, hey, I can't afford to buy you really nice new ex- clothes, but I will take you shopping when you get here. We'll find you some stuff that you like. That would be an honest conversation. Right. A dishonest conversation is, I'm going to buy you all these nice things. I'm going to take you shopping and buy you all these designer labels. And then when she shows up and he can't do that, yes, he was being, he was misleading her and he was being dishonest. And, I think and when she points that out, she gets called a gold digger. Right. And I think she's also said that, you know, he specifically told her don't bring anything so she's also feeling like look okay at least if i had my own stuff i wouldn't have to worry so much about shopping like i still want to go shopping but it wouldn't be to the extent of i need clothes because you told me to leave all my clothes over there right but yeah i mean in another couple who has to be getting to the deadline yes they've got to be coming up on on go time whether or not they're going to get married and and or go their separate ways so the way things left off last night not feeling so great but every time the new episode starts they're back on good terms again and everything's fine and then they fight toward the end again exactly all right so here we are speaking of you know if she were if annie were a gold digger she'd be going after someone like michael we have michael and juliana on their wedding day where yes it does appear that michael's ex-wife sarah is going to officiate their i did wedding. i saw that that was kind of cool kind of weird but it's kind of cool. very weird but hey they seem like one of those families that anything kind of goes i guess because I was- in the last episode we saw this friendship forming between sarah and juliana juliana who, again, someone we have many questions about. I have more after this episode, too. So her family obviously knew it was her wedding day. There's no way they didn't know because she kept bringing up, like, I was hoping to hear from them, I was hoping to hear from them. So the family knew and the family didn't reach out to her. And as she's getting ready and as she's putting on her wedding dress, she is talking about how it's supposed to be such a happy day, but it also makes her sad because she wants her mom there. But then she's sad that she didn't even hear from her mom. And I'm, I'm very curious 
curious what the actual dynamics of their relationship are. You know, we don't hear her much talk about how, oh, you know, I talk to my sister all the time in Brazil or to my family. And as I far miss as them. we know, she hasn't had any communication with them since she's been in the United States. Exactly. So do they know specifically that today was the day? I mean, I, I would like to assume that, yes, she has told them like, hey, my wedding date is, you know, whatever, June 13th, blah, 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 blah. But do we know that? And so... And if her family is as poor as she says they are, do like, do they have cell phones? Exactly. And why can't she just call them? I mean, I know you probably would appreciate them calling you, but, you know, you left your, you bought your sister a car before you left. Yeah. So you can't call your sister and FaceTime her and be like, hey, it's my wedding day. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm super nervous. I wish you were here. I wish you were here. How's mom? So oh. I can't tell. I just, I'm so, every time she talks about her family, I'm like, okay, well, is she on good terms with them? Right. She says she wants her mom there, or is she not on good terms with them, which is why they aren't reaching out to her on their wedding, on her wedding day? Do they even know it's her wedding day? I mean, questions. That's exactly my thought process the entire time I saw them on screen was, okay, what is the dynamic? Because you're making it seem like, oh, your family has just shunned you because you're marrying this rich guy. And they're not- refusing to reach out to you and congratulate you. Yeah. It's very weird. It's so odd. But somehow her friends knew about her wedding date and, you know, one flew from Milan, Italy, which is awesome, and the other one flew from Brazil, I'm assuming. She's, she's at least from Brazil. Mm-hmm. So She had two friends there that were helping her get ready and helping her get dressed. And then right... And again, why you would play this video for her right before she's about to walk down the aisle. Like, you know it's going to make her emotional. Right. It's a video montage of all of her friends saying congratulations and how happy they are for her. <laughs> Something is just not adding up. I don't know what it is. So I thought we were going to get to actually see the wedding, but apparently TLC is going to drag this out another week and we're not actually going to see Juliana walk down the aisle until next week. So all we got to see this week was her getting ready, but at least we got to see her in her wedding dress and it would appear that at least one of these couples will make it to the altar. (laughs) Um, Okay, moving on to Michael and Angela. Oh, boy. Angela's back in Nigeria trying to find out why Michael's K-1 visa got denied. Now, in her mind, she thinks it's because... (laughs) Everything is her right, by the way. I just want to mention... Yep, yep. (laughs) She pays her taxes. It is her right to bring her Nigerian fiancé to the United States. Okay, before we actually jump into the family dinner last night, what was on Angela's chest? Okay, I was wondering the same thing. What were those marks? I couldn't tell if it was like temporary, like henna tattoos maybe she got, or I don't know what it was. Okay, so I'm, I'm watching it. I'm so distracted by these weird this weird pattern on her chest. Now, obviously, it has something to do with her making reference to her track marks. What I think is that she did some type of laser procedure to try to, like, smooth out her upper chest area, and that it was maybe it was, like, mild burns from a laser treatment. So do you think she covers it up with, like, uh, makeup? On other occasions? I have no, no, I think she probably had the treatment done right before she left to come to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I'm correct, and she did some sort of treatment to the decolletage, that it would take maybe a day or two before you started to see the the side effects or the, the after effects of getting the treatment done. And so I, somebody on Twitter was like, oh, that's from the Botox. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Botox does not leave that weird pattern on right. your chest like that it was it was very 
distracting. And if anybody knows what she had done and what would leave that on her, what is that? What was was it? She was like, hey, I'm in Nigeria, Black Panther. I'm just going to go ahead and go all out. and Some sort of war paint? Right. I don't know. No, it was obviously from something that she had done, but I can't figure out what she did. Now, she and Michael head to the consulate because she is just going to walk in (laughs) and try to get some answers. Because she's an American and it's her right to just go to the American embassy and be like, hey. Without an appointment. What's up with my K-1 visa? She's just walking in to try to figure this out. It's very interesting that she said that when she went to the Nigerian, the American embassy in Nigeria, they're very much like, what do you want? Yep. Uh, Is it an emergency? I don't think it is. We're going to give you an email. You can't come in, which seemed like a very interesting like kind of difference in that kind I would imagine it's just purely a security thing. Maybe it's different everywhere, but you would think that there would be some sort of general protocol. Like, right. oh, you have a general question. Well, then this is the person that you would need to and speak especially to. if you are an American. It's not as if, you know, she's an American citizen. You would yeah. think they'd be like, okay. So next thing you know, they are going to dinner at Michael's uncle's house. But before they get there, they have to stop because mama wants a microwave. <laughs> Now, I will say, I understood Angela being a little bit like, every time these gifts keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. But again, it's such an interesting juxtaposition between a woman who just got Botox and some sort of whatever treatment she had done on her chest and is getting her nails done and has now been to Nigeria three times. And like, and she's going to be there for a couple of weeks, she said. So where Angela gets this money is still the, perhaps the biggest mystery of this entire show. <laughs> and, and mind you, she's staying at a hotel in Lagos for the entire two weeks that she's there, right. which even though it's less expensive than... In a hotel room in say New York City it's still an expensive it can't be two weeks in a hotel is a lot I will say though she might have lucked out because she got that microwave for a really good price I looked it up so so they they go to like a store because Michael says that mama wants a microwave and Angela agrees okay fine we'll, we'll get the microwave for your mom but you but no more like springing this stuff on me and right. these, we got plenty of expenses between the two of us we got to take care of so they pull up to this yeah, it so it, I guess in Nigeria, that's a store. Well, so Angela thought it was going to be like an electronics store that kind of specialized in electronics. It was more like if you're familiar with kind of the Northeast, like a bodega where they just kind of sell random ev- stuff, everything randomly, yep. including microwaves and like it looked like kids toys, and electric and kettles, electric kettles. I think. Yeah, it was just everything. So they find the microwave and the guy says that it's thirty five thousand Nira. Right. I, I don't even know what the Nigerian. I don't know what he called it, is. but it was Nigerian currency. And Michael said said that that's the equivalent of about 95 American dollars. I looked it up. It's actually $86 as of today. But uh, but how impressive that Michael did that conversion so quickly in his yeah, head. No, I mean, I was really very good. impressed. I was like, that was quick. Because <laughs> I have to Google everything. <laughs> uh, so, so Angela says that's too much. In the States, we only pay $50 for a microwave like this. And then Michael, out of nowhere, is like, oh, well, we have to get a gift from my uncle's <laughs> wife, too. Because she's hosting us. And like, Angela, you could tell in that moment, was like, I can't believe you're doing this right now, <laughs> putting me in this position with the cameras rolling. Like, I would have been really annoyed by that, too. Absolutely. But also, shouldn't you know by your third trip over there what's kind of customary as far as, oh, I'm supposed to bring a, a hostess gift for the, you know, my uncle's wife who's 
preparing this meal for us. Right. And it's not uncommon, even in the United States, and a lot of people, if you go to like someone's house for like a, a dinner party or something, Take a lot a of people. wine. Yeah, exactly. Take it's something. Very, very common to bring a bottle of wine or to ask if there's something I can bring or whatever. So Absolutely. it's not like it's totally out of the realm of, oh, well, here in America, we just go to people's houses. We do, but there are occasions we have to do stuff like that. We have to bring something as a show of respect. And so you would think that she would know, like you yes. said, by this point, like, we, okay. We, I should take something. Something. Maybe not a microwave, but you but know. But the microwave is for Michael's mom. Right. Not for the, the well, aunt. The kettle, too. So right. that was going to be another, like, 10000 So you're looking at, like, forty five to 50000 Nigerian dollars, basically. Nigerian Nira, Naira, Naira, whatever it was. So Angel whips out this wad of cash from her bra <laughs> and says, I got 15000 That's all I got. And the guy's like, all right. And just right. takes 15000 which, how much is that in American dollars? So that would have had to been about $30. Let me do the conversion so we know for sure. 15000 Nigerian Naira. It's 40 bucks. So she wound up getting the microwave and the kettle for 40 bucks. That was a great deal. That, I mean, that was very impressive bargaining. It really was. And I, the only thing I can imagine is that if he didn't take the 15,000 Naira, he's getting nothing. He's getting nothing and $40 has got to be better than $0. And plus, I'm sure you know the free advertisement. When's the next time you're going to sell another microwave? For real, though. <laughs> it was just very random. And now his store is on the map. Right. Right? It's the, it's the go-to spot for electronics. So they show up at Michael's uncle's house with the microwave, with the electric kettle, and next thing you know, Michael's aunt is like, Angela, join me in the kitchen. And Angela, who says she doesn't cook at all in the U.S., <laughs> is now informed that, oh, no, 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 you are now the newest wife in the family which means you cook and you serve it's a sign of humility a respect for the senior elder members of the family and so they've got her like cooking plantains in the kitchen oh my gosh but at least michael seems to understand that that is a nigerian custom and tradition and if he ever gets to the u.s he will be doing most of the work absolutely he fully understands that But of course, the issue of Michael starting a family and what happens now that the K-1 visa has been denied and, you know, are you, will you consider getting married in Nigeria? And if not, can, can he just move on and find somebody else? And, and again, I kind of felt for Angela because can you imagine all of these things that you've been discussing with your significant other for two years? And now all of a sudden you're just sitting there and like, I was surprised by how calm she stayed because if it had been just the two of them, oh, she would have been like, but, but you could tell she's like, fuming on the inside he would have got some plantains to the face that's what would have happened i will say and i don't want to spoil anything but she was spotted in nigeria over the past couple of days filming in the airport again so we have not heard the last oh my gosh. it's not the end for michael and angela whatever they wind up doing she goes back again for a fourth time, she whether a, it's to get married or just to keep their storyline going. She has a, a bunch of frequent flyer miles at this point. <sighs> she better be getting some money from somewhere. Oh. And I don't just mean her job on the show. There's got to be money coming from somewhere else. Ah, and last but not least, are Mike and Natalie. Oh, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. It's the end of his trip. He is getting ready to leave Kiev. Things went south in the last episode. They were doing an on-camera interview. The producer asks Natalie, do you love Mike? She doesn't answer the question. She looks down. She then tries to fumble this, like, oh, I think love is something that you grow into. Oh, my gosh. Now, mind you, 
up until that point, she has been telling him that she loves him. And, All the time. Oh, my love, who has the center of my heart? You do. <laughs> that weird video from the very beginning. Like, there has been a lot of I love you's exchanged between this couple. And now, all of a sudden, she goes, well, I don't know how people can meet each other for three times and love each other. Like, that's that's not normal. And it's like, nothing about you is normal, homegirl. So, so they left off. He had just said goodbye to, to Mama. Yep. So, they're, yes. So, after this on-camera interview, they're back in the apartment. The fight is continuing. Mike is gathering up his stuff. He's packing. He has to go to the airport. He goes upstairs. He says bye to Natalie's mom, who's also a little bit wackadoodle. Everything's going to be okay. Keep calm and carry on. (laughs) Comes downstairs. Natalie throws the engagement ring in his suitcase. Uh. And he's like, are you going to say goodbye to me? And she is being very childish. And she's withholding her affection. And he's like, all right, fine. I'm I'm going to the airport. So he goes and he gets in the car. Sure enough, here comes Natalie. She climbs in the car. And they are on their way to the airport. And Mike is still very, you can tell he's frustrated. He's annoyed. He's very conflicted now. Like, this is not how I want to end this trip. And instead of being real and genuine and authentic with him, she turns on this very strange performance. I don't know how else to describe it. Oh, God. I knew that you're younger and you're going to be like this. <laughs> I should have been this older man. <laughs> You're a good man. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Everybody loves you. Your mom loves you. Your dad loves you. You see how many people love you. Look how handsome you are. You're such a beautiful man. You're so good, man. Mind you, she has just taken off her engagement ring and thrown it in his suitcase. And now she's saying all these weird things. And you can tell that's just like making things worse. Making him even more mad. It was like a, a, a switch was just flipped. It was so weird. She was, she was upset too. And she refused. And she said, are you going to apologize? And he's like, no. And like, she's what? like, what? Apologize for what? Which, yeah. What would you like me to apologize for? For the, walking out on the interview because you just basically admitted that you don't love me after my third trip over here? We're engaged. Like, what is going on? But when she got in the car everything like you said was oh i love you everybody loves you well she just said i love you but everybody loves you your mom and your dad love you which is super weird so weird are his parents they're not passed away have they we don't know anything about his parents do we i don't know but we do know that they love him because that's what natalie said well and that weird just very emotionally immature you're such a handsome man you're such a good looking man you're a good man she was like poor boy like it's just very odd she goes from being angry and pouting and throwing a temper tantrum to then trying to like placate him i don't know i just i don't know and then she said in a perfect world what would happen is is that you know you would give me a hug and a kiss and then you would apologize and then i would say no 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 it was my fault well it was it was all her fault so i don't (laughs) know i still am so not sure what she wanted him to apologize for and mike the one thing about him is that he is very much like no 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 no. i'm not gonna play pretend here we're not just gonna like slap on some smiles and you know he's very consistent in his emotional range at the moment like yeah, it doesn't kind of very in his feelings he really was mike is very much in his feelings right now and i get but i understand the disappointment of leaving a trip and it not ending on a great note and you know he even says you know you're leaving and he's like i don't know if i'm ever gonna see her again and there is something very odd about being a year into something with someone and you've invested a lot of time you've invested a lot of money and then all it takes is for things just to kind of fall 
apart in one moment. And it is a very emotional roller coaster thing Absolutely. to go through. So they get to the airport and Mike is still very emotionally shut down. And instead of being real with him, she's still trying to do this playing games thing. Like she's playing like emotional and she's trying to play emotional and mind games, but she's not savvy enough to pull it off. Right. And Mike didn't, I don't fault Mike too much at all during this episode but you know toward the end when they were about when he was about to get on the plane he did finally say you know what the way you're acting is very childish and i don't understand you know this range of emotions that you're going through and it's it feels like you're not taking it seriously yeah and i felt like he could have said that possibly a little bit earlier to kind of get that conversation started And maybe he did maybe right. there, he, there have been there <clears throat> have been some some things that he has said to her that but yeah but as far as we know that's the first time that right. he's actually said to her but when he said that to her um, um, immediately again center into a tailspin again and so now she's not trying to placate him she's not trying to be like she's not oh, gonna give him a hug she's not gonna boy. walk him to the gate no kisses no hugs no goodbyes no nothing nope just go but that further illustrates that he's right that right. that she is playing this weird flipping a switch and trying to play games and pretend that that she's okay and everything's gonna be okay but it's not okay and so when mike gets on the plane they do not have a a happy ending there's no Mm-mm. happy farewell he arrives Drives back in Squim, Washington, and he gets back to his house, and it's nighttime. And and a, you know, he's got to be exhausted right. just from like the long flight, and then just the the frustration of of how everything, how the trip went, and how it all ended. So we pick up the next morning, and it's time for Sunday pancakes because that's what he and Uncle Bo do every Sunday. And he <laughs> opens the door and like whistles for Uncle Bo like he's a dog. Bo. Oh, Bo. On Sunday, we always have pancakes on Sunday, and he always makes them, and have a good morning. Like, that was the part to me that I was like, did he really just whistle for him? <laughs> and again, much like, you know, some of the other couples, it's like, is Bo not allowed in the house, like, other right. than for breakfast? Or when, when Mike, like, opens the door and calls him to come in? Right. Like, why can't Bo just... You don't have, like, an extra room that Bo can stay at toward the back of the house where he doesn't have and to... And can we actually see Bo set up in the bar? Again. Can we see what does he have a bed out there? The ninety he, day fiance deep dive would cover all this because we need to know more about Bo. Is are there like in Washington State it gets cold at night. Yes. Does he have a heater? Is there running water? Like how what is the setup of Uncle Bo's barn living situation? And I want to say, you know, when Uncle Bo comes into a room, you instantly feel better. You do. Because and, he's like, Hey, pancakes. And what my favorite part was where he was talking about how he's had women. Like he yeah, oh, I've had women. Like, I understand. Oh, I understand what you're going through, Mike. I would Mike. love to see some of the women that Uncle Bo oh, has had. If Uncle, you know what I mean. Uncle Bo had gotten back from the casino late last night. Lost, lost 25 bucks. Lost 25 bucks. So he had a rough night hey, as good well. for him, though, because I, I have never left a casino losing less than like a couple hundred dollars. When he said, oh, I went to the casino and I lost, I th- same thing. I'm thinking, oh, man, I know that feeling. And he's like, yeah, I lost 25 bucks. It's like, I do not know that feeling. Yeah, I don't know that feeling. <laughs> because, That's, that would I'd be happy right, if I lost 25 $25. Is not a loss. That's an investment, and let's keep going. <laughs> That's entertainment. You <laughs> right. just paid for your entertainment for the evening. <laughs> so the producers end off 
asking Mike, like, so what's your relationship status? Are you are you engaged? Are you single? She did give him the ring back. He puts it on the shelf in his nice walk-in closet, by the way. Mike yeah. did have a nice walk-in closet. He has a nice little place. Mike, yes, and, and why can't Bo at least sleep in the closet? Like, get him an air mattress or something. I will say also, as much as I didn't really like her giving back the ring, it actually might have worked out for him because that's his mom's it's ring. his mom's ring. So, I mean, he kind of, you know, might have dodged a bullet there by not having this lady. So, but then you think about how disappointing it's got to be because of the time investment, the financial investment. Now he's back in Washington State with the ring. Who knows when he's going to see her again? Like he's $30,000 in debt. We know that for Mm. sure. So to buy another ticket back to give her the ring back, if they do decide to like patch this up, I mean, man, that's a little bit, that's a tough pill to swallow. He says that he doesn't know that he's not, as far as he knows, he's not engaged at the moment. Mm. Uh, He says he's going to wait a couple of days and see how he feels and let this process everything and decompress and get back to life in Washington and then he will reach out to her and, and see where they go from there. Well, hopefully he takes uh, Uncle Bo's advice, which is just pray on it. Just pray. Which, well, was, which we already know. Which was hilarious. Is not Mike's thing. <laughs> there will be no praying. Does Uncle Bo know that though? That's the thing. It was, Who knows? He was like, oh, well, just gotta pray on it. I mean, like straight face like, and Mike's just like, oh, well, maybe, maybe there's something new. I would new. love those two to get a spinoff show. Like if things don't work out between Mike and Natalie, can we get Mike on a dating show where Uncle Bo is his advisor? Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing about Mike. Sometimes I look at Mike, he really reminds me of like Nick Offerman. Yeah. And I think Nick Offerman is a really attractive guy. He's kind of got that rugged thing going for him. He's tall. Never mind the fact that he's thirty thousand dollars in debt, ladies. Like this isn't The Bachelor here. We're <laughs> right, not right. on ABC. We're on TLC. <laughs> so you're gonna get what you're gonna get. <laughs> um, but I would watch a spinoff show for them. Unfortunately, it looks like the spinoff show is probably Michael and Angela because their filming is continuing. Uh, 90 Day Fiance will be back next Sunday night. And uh, as always, make sure you find Reality Bites on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and subscribe.